Dread it. Run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. Welcome back to 15 Minutes of Marvel, the only podcast that gives you Marvel reviews, news, and rumors in just 15 minutes. I'm your host, Ethan Simi, and we have new Marvel content. Everybody, it's happening. I literally feel like Michael Scott in the office. Oh my god, everybody, it's happening. Stay calm. Stay calm. Loki is burdened with glorious purpose, and he is finally here on this lovely, lovely Loki Wednesday, and I'm here to talk about all, all about the episode. I am giving my reaction to episode one and breaking down all of the Easter eggs, all of the theories, all of the things in the episode. But first, I want to announce the two winners of the giveaway that I ran on Twitter last week. It was an awesome giveaway. I'm giving away an America's Ass Captain America pin. Love to see it. Good stuff. As well as a Loki presidential button. Both of those things I wish I could keep for myself, obviously, but no. I'm going to give them away to you all because I love you more than myself, unlike Loki, who loves himself the most out of anybody. I did a random number generator this morning, and the winners are at Reed Reads 4. You have won the America's Ass Pin. Congratulations. Uh, add it to your collection. I, I don't know if you have other pins or whatnot, but hey, now you can start a pin collection if you don't. And the winner of the Loki button is at Noor Hall. Congratulations, uh, both of you. I will reach out to both of you on Twitter to get your info, make sure y'all get your prizes and, and you're all squared away. But congratulations. Uh, thank you for entering the giveaway. And, uh, you know, when we hit 600 followers, probably have another giveaway. So tell your friends to to follow at 15 Minute Marvel on Twitter. Now let's get into Loki. Spoilers ahead. Major, major spoilers ahead. Let's start with the first thoughts of the episode. I really liked this episode. The first thing that came to my mind was, wow, that was a lot of fun. And it was a lot of fun. It was it was weird. It was different, but it was good. It was had amazing world building, great universe building, potentially multiverse building. I feel like we really got stuck in with where our setting was, with the TVA, with what's going on. Uh, we got all of those callbacks, all of those flashbacks to prior films and, and Loki's story arc. And, and you know, we got our introduction to, to Owen Wilson. We got our introduction to some awesome characters. And I really liked it. I thought it was fun. Initially, I would say that it, that it, it slacked a little in the middle part. It was a bit um, not confusing, but it was just a bit uh, kind of kind of pulling at, at both ends. We would jump from one emotional scene to one action scene to one emotional scene, and I felt like that would have played better if we had just gotten to you know a long emotional scene and a long action oriented scene. But hey, you know it's okay. Wrapped it up, came in for the for the smooth landing, just like my boy B.D. Cooper with that smooth landing. Uh, I really liked it. Look, WandaVision and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier focused very clearly on character growth, whereas so far in Loki, we're getting good character growth for sure, but we are also getting some, some incredible world building, like I mentioned. We're getting some really good mythology happening. Everything with the TVA is, is strictly like Phase 4 world building, I feel like, and, and knowing what is to come and what is happening and what has happened and who has been behind all of this for a very long time. And the dynamic between Owen Wilson and Tom Hiddleston is is sublime. Intriguing, passionate, so well done. The way that they get at each other in that in that room is is awesome. And I hope we get to see more of that as we go on. 
with them kind of jousting with one another, I think they play really, really well. I'm glad that they're working together on the show, on real life. It's all happening. It's all coming together. Uh, and then the last shout-out was, was for the score. I think, especially in the scene where Loki is fighting with Hunter B-15, the score can really make or break a scene, or, or the show in general, and if it doesn't if it's not done correctly or if it's not done well, it can really detract from what you're watching. But I liked the score in this episode. I thought it added added body to the show, to what we were watching. It gave it good depth. It, it raised the stakes a little bit, which I always like to see. I always like I always like a good score. You know, how do you not like a good score? Let's jump into some Easter eggs in the episode. Obviously, the most notice, noticeable, the most prominent is is right in the beginning when Loki lands in the Gobi Desert a la Tony Stark style. Uh, and, and that was really cool to see. I liked that. Obviously, a lot less metal around him, you know, because it's Loki versus versus Iron Man. But still a pretty cool, pretty cool throwback. Uh, the Nexus event. We learn about what a Nexus event is. And we know from WandaVision that Wanda is a Nexus being. We got that commercial with Nexus in there, uh, no doubt related and tied in. Can a Nexus being cause a Nexus event? Probably, I, w- I would assume. Uh, and, and you know what? I'll put my stamp on that right now. Yes, that's an absolute yes. So that could be where we're moving forward. We could just be getting getting little hints here and there already. We get two references to Nightmare in this episode, which is really exciting. And, and you know, I'm going to kick it off. Episode one, we are getting just real knees deep in the theories because what the hell? Might as well. Why not? We've got nothing to lose. Ride the Mephisto train. Ride that Nightmare train all the way to the top, baby, because uh, I'm not getting off. I'm, I'm not getting off this train. I am not leaving uh, y'all remember Nightmare, obviously, from, from WandaVision. The villain that we were all convinced was going to show up in WandaVision because uh, Mephisto never showed up or, or failed to show up. We get a, a picture of someone that resembles Nightmare on that on the package of the gum in 1549, uh, which which is cool to see. Obviously, that packaging is, is unique. I think it's something new. I do think it's an Easter egg. Uh, and also, when Mobius asks the child who did this, who killed the Minutemen, he points to a, a picture of the devil, which is confirmed to not be Mephisto. It just happened to be a devil, but like, look, I, I'm I'm on the brink of just like not believing anybody ever again, ever. I'm ruining like people are ruining me in the MCU because really, you're gonna choose a stained glass picture of a devil when everybody is like still on this Mephisto thing, and, and we are all convinced that Mephisto showing up. That that come on, choose, just choose something else. Choose a uh, choose a picture of a butterfly. Choose a picture of of a bunny. I don't know. Choose something else other than the devil, but. I guess I guess you got to take it for what it's worth. Uh, and look, the the second time that we get a nightmare uh, reference an Easter egg is when Loki says that the TVA is a nightmare. Uh, Mobius says that a that's a different department, uh, perhaps a department that the TVA can't control because a uh, nightmare is actually controlling it. And nightmare is too powerful. Potentially, department just means dimension. Maybe maybe we're going to learn that there are greater things happening here than just a quote-unquote different department. Uh, when Loki is watching the footage reel of his life, at the, at the very end um, of this footage reel, towards the end of the episode, it reads, uh, quote, ETH-616, as in Earth-616. My first thought was, interesting, could this just be one reel of film from one lifetime, from one timeline, and, you know, somewhere in an archive somewhere, they've got all the other 
footage reels from all the other variant timelines, uh, that that definitely could be the case. I, I could totally see that. But I like how they put that Earth 616 in there. That way we know what we're seeing and we know moving forward that we are dealing with variants and variant timelines and what we saw was Earth 616. The last little Easter egg I wanted to mention is the weapon. At the very end of the episode, the kind of the last thing that we see, we get we kind of get this this villain uh, character who who I guess we we assume is Loki. I don't know. Uh, I'll tackle it in the question section in a second. Uh, but we see a weapon, and it's stated that it's from the third millennium, aka the year three thousand. Now this is significant because King the Conqueror resides in the year three thousand. That is the year that he is from. And this leads to the biggest biggest theory of the, of the series so far. We're 52 or 54 minutes into this series, and, and, and I'm already calling it the biggest theory of the series because I think it's going to continue. I think we're going to go this route. But I'm going to kick it off with a theory because do we think that King the Conqueror is going to get an early introduction into the MCU? We know that he's going to be introduced in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania and played by Jonathan Majors, which crazy exciting. That's super cool. But in the comics, the Timekeepers, they create a, a being called Immortus, who is just a version of King the Conqueror, uh, who, you know, King the Conqueror is known as the the time-traveling villain, uh, the guy. So... I don't know, could we see an early version of King the Conqueror? Are we getting hints like that so far? I think we are. Is it going to happen? I don't know. I don't want to get too tied to anything too quickly. Obviously, we are, we're only one episode deep. Like, I don't want to I don't want to put all my eggs in one basket. But if you're going to force me to put the eggs in a basket, it's going in the King the Conqueror basket. And I might take an egg and put it in the Mephisto basket. Because, like, long live Mephisto uh, and Mephisto theories. Key parts of the show that I really enjoyed... Obviously, uh, what the hell? Infinity Stones are paperweights now? Like, the, the, the TVA is just like, oh my god, we're using them as paperweights. This is crazy. I I think this is twofold. I think it's to show, obviously, the power that the TVA has. Um, they're, they're, they're stacked. They're loaded with power. The TVA live in this kind of, like, null time zone where they, they are everything. They are nothing. They are forever. They are never, like, nothing works there. So, Infinity Stones don't work. So, so... I would definitely use one as a paperweight. That sounds fantastic. Uh, they're, they look cool as heck. But it also, I think to us as the audience, just means like the Infinity Saga is is done. We're moving away from Infinity Stones. We're, we're moving past it. They're paperweights now. They're in a drawer and they're, and they're useless. Um, so let's move past it, which my heart is not ready to move past the Infinity Stones. It never will be ready, but... If they're going to force us, I'll uh, just go along with the punches here. Uh, Coulson, hey, what up, Agent Coulson? Uh, made an appearance. Uh, you all knew that I was definitely going to mention this. Could this be foreshadowing and telling us that, hey, he didn't really die because we have all these other timelines? Uh, yeah, I'm going to say yes. And we're definitely getting more clips of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And, and Agent Coulson is going to make a cameo. And it's all going to tie in directly with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and this series is really just just the sister show or the brother show to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's all I'm going to say about that. It's it's really just kind of a low-key idea and, and like a low-key wish. And, and I know I'm using the word low-key, and I didn't mean to do that, but I'm here, I'm doing it, and and I'm, I'm laughing on the inside. But that's what I want. That's, that's really all that I want at the end of the day. I just want Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to get its proper due. Back to Loki. Uh, something important to remember... 
like I said, the TVA lives in this null time zone, so I think the TVA is a lot more powerful than we think that they are. In the Miss Minutes video, she's explaining the timelines, the variants. She says that Nexus events can lead to another multiversal war. Now, that, that begs the question, what what if a multiversal war already happened? What if the TVA has already been involved in one multiversal war, a.k.a. Uh, Secret Wars, potentially? We just don't know it because we have only been watching the one single timeline, the one line, the one timeline on Earth. What if Secret Wars has already happened? What if TVA is just trying to ensure that it doesn't happen again or something like that doesn't happen again? That could totally be the case. You know, uh, as we all know the Avengers are just what they're just one little sliver of, of everything that's happening in the universe and that's where our focus has been for so long anything's possible I've got a new category that I'll be doing every Wednesday for new episodes of Loki it's called the wow that was a good line and I'm gonna quote I, I'm gonna just tell you what my favorite quote was from the episode every single week I feel like this episode had a lot of banger quotes so I can I, I have a hunch that we're gonna get a lot more good ones coming our way uh, the one that I liked the most this week is when Loki says there's only one person you can trust Mobius replies to him and says yourself I like it slap it on a t-shirt that is that's just that's just a boss move by Mobius he's like great put it on a t-shirt love to hear it laughed out loud I thought that was great. Uh, and I again, like the comedy dynamic from Owen Wilson is dynamite. It's exactly what this show needs to offset the very serious consequences of time variants that we're watching. I think it's I think it's lovely. We've got questions moving forward. Obviously, uh, why is future Loki killing all of these Minutemen groups that are chasing him? Is he trying to to not leave a a trace? What's the goal here? We we know that. Loki is going to help Mobius catch himself from the future, from from a different timeline. So why all the killing? Why not just escape? Or why not just, like, reset the timeline and leave? Um, now, we, we see that he is collecting these time charges. First, the 1549 incident where Mobius says, okay, the, the time charge is missing, or the, the reset charge, whatever you want to call it. And later in the 1800s, why is he why 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 is he collecting these time charges could he be looking to reset a certain aspect of the main timeline I don't, maybe i don't know uh you know like maybe him failing in new york maybe he wants to reset that maybe he's just like gathering all of these reset things and hopes that he can change something at some point in time i don't know we will see and the last question moving out of episode one is coming from at stinkfly3 on twitter asks if the TVA are more powerful than Carol and Wanda, who are both controlled by the Infinity Stones. Now, could the TVA be the true villain here? Dude, absolutely. You bet. Like, the TVA is damn powerful. That's already been established. And the fact that they use Infinity Stones as paperweights. Insane to me. So TVA could play a huge role in this moving forward. Very final thought I wanted to get out there. The Time Twister that uh, Mobius uses, that Loki ends up using. Awesome device. Super, super cool. If I lived in the MCU, I want a time twister. What did you think of the premiere episode of Loki? Rate it on a scale of 1 to 10. Let me know on Twitter, at 15 Marvel. I always am curious to hear your thoughts on what I'm talking about. 
Be sure to join me every Thursday on Twitch over at twitch.tv backslash 15 minutes of Marvel for a live podcast. That would be tomorrow. I'm going to be talking all about Loki, all the things that I cannot fit in these 15 minutes. We're going to be talking more Easter eggs, more theories, more thoughts, more everything about Loki. It's going to be a blast. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And a special shout-out goes to our patron of the show, Brandon Clark. If you feel like joining him, getting a shout-out on the show, getting access to some really cool bonus content, discounts on merch, uh, join the Patreon. It's only a few bucks a month, and you get some awesome, awesome perks, like a very cool bonus episode coming out in just a couple of weeks. I'm teaming up with uh, with four other podcasts, and we're doing a, a an MCU draft. And I don't want to spoil anything, but it's freaking awesome. It's going to be a blast. Uh, I will see you back here next time as I continue to decipher, to understand, to, to just really get a grasp on the timelines within the MCU. Because, you know, time travel and, and the TVA and everything. I am Ethan Simi, and remember, always go higher, further, and faster.